Funny thing is, I actually recorded this show already. <clears throat> I already did an episode about two hours ago. The main idea was I wanted to do something about mindfulness, about presence, about being in the moment, about living in the moment, and the benefits of that. And then tied into this nice little story that happened in town the other day. But just when I finished the episode, the same thing happened to me that's happened before on Anchor. There's something that I'm not doing right at the end of the episode, where I end up with two seconds of some weird song that has nothing to do with my podcast, and there's just nothing recorded. I don't know why this happens. Maybe it has something to do with the segment section. Like when you save, it asks you to name the segments. I think I skipped that and just wanted to name the episode. Maybe that deletes the segment, meaning that, I don't know, I'm not too sure. But, uh, yeah, there was an episode, so I'm redoing it again. The second I realised I didn't record, I, uh, I tried to refresh the page and I said, oh, fuck. And it took me about five seconds of just like, oh, shit. And then I laughed about it. So, if that was some sort of weird test from the universe to see if I actually could stay present, jokes on you. I laughed it off, I ate my food, and I'm jumping back in the game. Plus, that episode was about 40 minutes, and I like to keep these around 20 minutes. So, let's see what I can do here. Okay, welcome. Although this show is called Jamming with Jamie, there is no music, or at least not for the moment. Jamming in the sense of, you know, if you're at the jam with a band, you're kind of like, it's like jazz or something. You're all just playing, you're all just. You're all just doing your own thing, bouncing off each other and seeing where it goes. This is just me having a conversation with you. Now, there is topics, there is themes to every episode based on things that I want to get off my chest. It's a very personal podcast. But you know, (laughs) like any train of thought, I will go off track from time to time. If you'd like to hear a podcast that's even more spontaneous than this. I am part of the Alpha Project podcast. You can find that on SoundCloud, iTunes. And that's a two-man podcast, about 90 minutes in an episode, around that. And uh, we just talk shy. Just talk about whatever we want for about an hour and a half. We've had guests in the past, but it's often to do with artistry, philosophy, psychology, without ever being that serious at all. You know, it's just two lads bouncing ideas off each other and seeing where it goes. It's a a chat show, shit show, conversation. So in that same theme, that's what I'm doing here, except more specialised and more personal to get things out of my head and off my chest. This feels a bit more unnatural now that I'm doing it all again. I'm not trying to recreate the same episode, or at least I'll do my best not to, because I'll sound unauthentic if I try to do that. But also, I made a lot of good points, and it's hard to get that flow back. That's what it's all about. Okay, so today I want to talk about presence. I want to talk about The Power of Now. The Power of Now is a book by Eckhart Tolle. I read this a few years ago, and it got me into the idea of being into the present moment 
most of us are living our lives on automatic and aren't really tuned in, aren't really focused. Our attention isn't of where we are right now. Like, look around your room. Look around your surroundings, your areas. Look down at your body. Realize that you're, you've got this body that's sitting in a place somewhere that is aware of itself and aware of these sounds that are now being streamed into your ears. Like, that's kind of crazy. Maybe I'm the crazy one, but like, how, how does shit like that just go past us all the time and be so normal? These little moments of just absurdity, of just like, like how insane is it that you're this type of animal thing that just sits there, like, do, do you know what, like it's, just forget everything you know about the answers of like, why you came here and being born and growing, like, just imagine you don't know a single thing and you just arrived to this moment now, right now, like the things around you are pretty fucking weird, <laughs> you know, like, there's so many things constantly around us, and they're all so magnificent, like, this isn't just about gratitude, like, I'm not just being grateful for, like, oh, wow, look at this chocolate wrapper beside me, and, oh, look at my, my camera lens, and, oh, look at this, look at this little penny here, this little coin, this isn't just me being grateful for things, it's, it's not just that, it's, it's, it's almost amazement that it exists at all. There's this idea within quantum physics that the present moment is the only thing that exists. Let me explain. The past is not that real. So every time you look towards the past, you look towards a memory, it is blurred, it is skewed. It, you are looking at it through many, many, many filters, many layers of your own emotion and your perspectives of that day and how you are feeling and who you are as a person and your personality traits and how you are thinking and the emotions you are feeling. And there are just so many things to morph a memory. And then also, every time you look back at that memory, you add a new layer onto it depending on how you're feeling that day and who you are now at this point in time. And so, it's like a DVD or a CD that keeps getting copied. You keep losing the quality of that item every time you repeat it over and over again. It's losing its value. And so the same thing can be said about memory and therefore you can never really trust your memory. And the future is just not tangible. It's just not a thing that actually exists. Now you can say on one level, maybe things are meant to happen. Maybe there is some sort of future. Uh, the, the, like, you know, a destiny, like things are supposed to happen to you. There's kind of a beauty in believing that. But you don't know what's about to happen. And so because of that, it doesn't exist. The only thing that currently exists is who you are right now, experiencing exactly what you're experiencing, exactly where you are. And that's neither good or bad, it's just perfect in the fact that it's that. That's basically what the present moment is about. 
Now, through this book, Power of Now, by the Eckhart Tolle, he describes that there's many ways to, to, to enter the moment of now, to enter the presence. Um, obviously, through your senses. The number one way, of course, I mean, the, the whole point of doing it is that you you, you stop thinking. You, you allow your brain to stop thinking so that you can become the body, so that you can become attention. You know, that you can give attention to the this moment without it constantly being tugged away and pulled into every direction of overthinking in fact there's some theories out there that your body is constantly healing and it's that your mind it's that it's the over it's the complexities of this oversized brain we have that keeps overthinking and trying to analyze everything that actually gets in the way this idea that disease actually comes from dis-ease by that meaning that like when you're not in ease you're not relaxed you're not calm you're not you know you don't have to be euphoric that's the extremity that's the it's the other end of it but like just like normally like happy shouldn't be a thing we need to be prescribed and the fact that most people are stressed out of their fucking wagon is, is scary. If you, uh, if you cut your finger, if you cut your hand, blood clots in between the gap, in between the wound, it hardens because of oxygen and then eventually becomes a scab. Now, if you keep picking at that scab and getting in its way, it will take ages to heal and maybe mightn't if you keep at it. But if you leave it, overnight, you stop getting in the way of it, it heals over itself and you wouldn't even know that you had a scab there. Now, I do not want to say that everyone out there with serious things, you know, just needs to chill out and then it will go, but like, you know, they say most diseases come from stress. You can link, what is it, like 70 to 80% of all sicknesses that anyone ever gets, you can link it right back to stress. So, disease comes from dis-ease. Anything you can apply to your life that helps you to calm down, helps you to become more peaceful or relaxed, is definitely going to benefit you in the long term. When you stop thinking, when you become the body, it's like a release. It's, it's hard to explain. It is something you have to learn, but it's not really something you do. It's like you learn to not do. That is fucking stupid as that sounds. That is the best way I can describe it. It's like... Take a, take a big deep breath right, right into your nose, okay? Just follow my lead for a second. Take a, take a deep breath into your nose, okay? For about, let's say... Slow into your nose and really feel your stomach expand. Do that for about six seconds hold for five right in your gut and then exhale for eight seconds slowly through your mouth and then hold that for five seconds okay so i'll do it with you ready hold
Now, if you only do that a few times, you'll feel pretty good. That wasn't a lot of effort. And yet, you can feel something changing. A slowness, a stillness to your mind that just kind of brings you into the moment a little bit more. That conscious breath brings you more into this moment. <clears throat> and you can even feel it when you breathe out, like that exhale, like that, like your shoulders drop. So, in that, I would say, is a very good description of what you're doing. You're letting go, and so you're de-armoring yourself. Everything your brain is designed to do, especially the oldest part of the brain, is there to help you to survive. In case there's a saber-toothed tiger or a, were a wolf, a bear, a fellow caveman is going to steal your woman or your food, steal your man, whatever. Or, should steal you, attack you in the middle of the night. Like the, the reason you overthink is, is a survival instinct. And that was great back then, and don't get me wrong, it's also good for now. If you're, you know, you need street smarts, you need to be tactful in situations and be smart and know when to defend yourself and know when it's smart to run and all this. But to apply that way of over protection, of over analyzing, of over defending yourself, of, of holding this armor all over your body that protects you against the world, it's, it hardens you. And it's like having like a, like just tight, tighten your fist for a second, have like a clenched fist. It's like your whole body's like that. Until you decide to breathe and just relax your hand, open those fingers out. You don't realize how nice it could feel for your muscles and for your state of being. And that's almost what presence is. It's like giving the body time to heal, but also giving you control. It's zapping you into this moment and allowing you to have attention to where you are and who you are. and It's fantastic. You know, I would highly recommend meditating. Um, I meditated properly for the first time about three years ago. Around this time, three years ago, I would have been two months deep into meditating. I was living in the, the city centre of Dublin. And <clears throat> on my days off from work... I would meditate sometimes for two, three hours. I went deep. I wanted to dive in deep because it was my new thing that I recently got big into. And I just felt like I was changing things with my mind. And I don't do it as much now. I don't meditate at all for the past few weeks to months. Um, because I have been more mindful in my life. I have been able to catch my habits before I go down to a destructive or unhealthy path due to being more present as a person. But you can only, not that you can only get this way through meditation, but I, I do think if you're not used to this way of thinking and this stuff that I'm talking about, I would recommend you learn to meditate, even guided meditation and maybe meditate without a guided for a few months or weeks before you, you really understand what it means to be present, to be in that kind of state. And then apply it to just walking life, you know? To be able to walk through town and be completely zen. To have an interaction with someone where they're like having a go at you, they're really being emotionally fueled and, and blaming you or just having a go at you for no reason and you're able to just be completely centered and focused on yourself. That's powerful. 
You know, meditation isn't this stupid thing where you cross your legs and go, um, you know, like it's proven now, it's proven through science that meditation has huge benefits on your brain. You change your neural pathways. Yeah, neural pathways. So there's little grooves in your brain, and the more you do things, the more solid they get, and the more they connect and create this identity of who they think you are, so that you can like become that person quicker every time. So it becomes more into your subconscious, and you don't have to think about it. You know, it's like muscle memory. You know, like learning a guitar, you don't have to learn every time. The more you do it, the more you just know how to play it. The same with driving a car, riding a bike, uh, pouring a pint if you're working a bar, or Jesus, I don't know, like spreading butter on a piece of bread, things like that. <clears throat> so, so anything that allows you to change those pathways, to interrupt them, and better yet, actually improve them and change them into do you want to be to move the direction like that's fantastic so although i think you need to learn to meditate before you become present it actually flips when it comes to using them by that i mean i would become present to this moment and remove myself from thought before i decided to introduce a thought that i wanted to focus on that would be positive and something that I actually want to happen. That would be the order I do it. Because in the past, like, it's so easy to overthink. It's so easy. Like, everyone does it. Have you ever caught yourself, right? Here's, here's a, a, a very, very good, typical fucking example of something that used to always happen to me. Have you ever caught yourself just creating drama in your head? Just having an argument with someone who's your friend or your loved one, and you're just having a full-blown fight with them in your head. This situation has never happened. You are creating fiction. You are using your imagination to create toxic situations. Chances are, most of you have done this. And scarily enough, most of you probably do this daily and you're just not aware of it. So what becoming present does is allows you to actually hear your thoughts, see your thoughts, actually be more in tune with yourself and stop being some sort of zombie slave to your brain and just keep like uh, limping behind every thought like unaware of what's actually happening around you completely in autopilot just like fucking limping through life like that's not the way you're meant to do it practicing presence the ability to let go the habit of paying attention to what you're actually saying and thinking not only to yourself when no one's around in between your ears and behind your eyes but like what you're saying about other people like people you actually care about like how horrible are your thoughts sometimes and that's no reflection on you this isn't to say you're a terrible person but this is to say you don't have to be like that this is to say you can actually improve yourself by giving yourself more attention Watch your thoughts. Watch them go by. This is tough, by the way. The whole point of this isn't to like get angry at yourself and get frustrated because you're not doing it all the time. Like I would consider myself to be very good at this now. 
but like I've been doing this a while and earlier I caught myself having an argument in my head with my girlfriend for no reason it's just it's just one of those things your brain is trying to look for problems to 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 warn you against by overthinking and creating drama and it's like it doesn't make any sense it's not a very good survival skill anymore it doesn't serve me do what actually serves me thinking of good things i just had an amazing weekend with my girlfriend thinking of good things so then guess what then i probably have a better subconscious uh relationship with her you know if you're having weird arguments with people in your head all the time that don't actually exist imagine what happens on some sort of subliminal level when you meet them next time you're going to you're going to bring some of that into the relationship or friendship and that's dangerous so that's what i mean you you have a responsibility to not be a slave to your thoughts because it affects you and the people around you and and you deserve better than that <laughs> So, where does this bring us now? That's the question. Okay. Ways to become present. My favorite way is auditory, is true listening. Although I'm a very visual person, I take in a lot of information through my eyes. For some reason, I find the ears the most powerful, direct, quickest way to become present. Anytime you're overthinking, getting lost in thought, getting sad, upset, getting uh, depressed, frustrated, anything like that, you're noticing that you're just like maybe having an anxiety attack, or you're thinking too much, or maybe you actually are becoming present and you want to make it more extreme. Listen out for the quietest thing you can hear. Do it right now. Try and listen in for the most quietest thing you can hear. It's amazing what you can hear. Then what I would say is start differentiating it, you know? What your brain will start to do is you'll, you'll hear most likely the loudest, closest thing. And then you'll go further and deeper. And then all of a sudden you'll realize how much you can actually hear in every moment. It's fun to do this in every situation, like even loud situations where it seems like there's chaos all around you and you're able to like find the quietest noise in that and then add all the noises together and it gives you this sort of peace. It's it, like it's giving you control back. It really is. Like there I could hear, originally I could hear a toilet flush next door and I could just hear like some house just creaks in the house because it's old and I could hear things through the pipes I could hear and then going even lower I could hear like a little bit of buzzing from the lights like the electricity in the room the noise off my laptop and then the light wind outside the window it's amazing <laughs> but what that does is it brings you right here because none of that is a, is a, is a top you don't have to you're not thinking 
you're becoming the body in that moment. Now you can do the same thing with your eyes, you know, you can become so present to what you're seeing that it just blows you away. I mean, nature does that to you. Nature just bombards the senses. It's probably the greatest way to become present. But the point is you shouldn't depend on external voices. You should be able, in any situation, not to need crystal, in the way some people have crystals, or or, or need drugs, or, or have like a mantra. Like if that stuff works for you, fair enough. But like, to become really independent, you just need to be you and your thoughts in any situation, being able to take a deep breath, and using your senses and becoming present, and gaining that control, that power. Because if you actually had a clean slate in your head, if you had silence, pure presence, imagine how happy you feel to know that you're just, you're living right here in this moment. What else would you need? It's perfect. And then you reintroduce thoughts and ideas, but now you're in control of them. So what are you going to think about? You're probably going to think about things you want, things that you want to do, a person you want to be or meet. You know, now all of a sudden, you have your full attention and focus directed on a positive outcome. You're aware of what you're thinking and you're steering that ship instead of being dragged along without even knowing it, with all this drama happening behind your eyes while you're living your life. Nah, that's not way to live. Sure, day I was in town and I was at the bus stop and this uh, this older man walked past. He had glasses, bit of a belly on him, grey hair, balding. He looked normal-ish. He was, seemed educated. He seemed he had a newspaper in hand. He just looked like a normal guy. Estimated age, 50, 60-ish. <laughs> he was having a fight with this younger man. And the younger man stormed off and then came back and then like put his face right up against him and stormed off again and the old guy started shouting profanities at him and it was a whole scene you know and then the guy started turning around and uh, shouting his profanities all at us you know at everyone around him this older gentleman was just having a go at everyone and people in the queue beside me for the bus started shouting things back at him and getting involved and then he pointed at me And there was a moment where I was so annoyed with him because I was in such a perfect moment. I was in such bliss that day. The sun was shining, I had a coffee, got my work done early. I was walking around town, just strolling. I had nowhere to be. I was, you know, if you see me walking through town, I'm usually the happiest person you see because I am so in the moment. I'm not thinking about anything else but where I am at that moment, you know? And at this moment, this guy was ruining it by just being aggressive on the streets, by just... Not being, you know, no chill, zero chill. But the second he pointed at me and I saw how wild his eyes were, it was as if his negativity and his anger and this chaos was a reminder that maybe I wasn't in the moment. And so I smiled and it was like he was pulling me into the present. And so I followed him as he walked away. I asked him if he was okay, asked him how his day was. He seemed a bit shocked. He tried to antagonize me, started having a go at me. Again, I said, oh man, you know, there's a lot of people here, I get get why you'd be stressed. He started to look even more confused. It was as if my compassion, understanding and empathy was breaking through his armour. And my energy of presence was grounding him and making him more grounded. And 
bringing him into the present moment and out of his irrational, uh, manic state that he was in. I could see the armor falling off him. I could see his eyes like turning, looking around, like what the hell is happening? As if I was like waking him up from his his fury, you know, his mental manic fucking fury. So we had a chat. And I told him that can be hard in town when there's a lot of people. And I told him that I sometimes find it too much and I find it over bombarding with all the people and some streets there's just there's just not enough space. And especially for me, I walk so fast in town. And I told him it's just good to get to the Liffey, you know. If you walk over to the bridge, you have the, the water underneath you and you have all this open space and you can just breathe. You have all this space around you mentally, physically just to get a moment to yourself and he was like yeah yeah that's a good idea and he just became a normal person he went from being someone that didn't seem fully there but the thing is anyone can be anyone can tri be triggered to end up there you don't need to have like a mental illness if you've like a really stressful week and then you're fired or your girlfriend leaves you or you're cheated on or a family member dies like trauma happens or you just have enough stress that you just break through. It's, I'm surprised some people even survive that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need to be crazy. You could just be normal and have had a really fucked up week. And all of a sudden you're shouting at people you don't know, strangers. He had like a proper fight with that young man. Like, they were about to, he had clenched fists himself, you know? So I'm not trying to say this in a way that's like, go Jamie. Because, you know, I'm not totally there, you know? And the thing is, you never will be. That's not the point. And you're also not meant to be keeping tabs on yourself, like, oh, fuck, I've, I've been thinking like this again, you know? Like, the way I see it is, any time you catch yourself doing something that you don't feel is in alignment with who you are or who you want to be, just laugh it off and be like, oh, back on track. Like, the second it's passed, it's not in the present anyway. Now, that doesn't mean do bad things purposely to other people or to yourself and then just, like, wipe your conscious clean a second later. That's not my point. But if you're trying to keep a clean diet and you have some chocolate, you probably had some chocolate because you were unconscious. Like, if you had the idea in your head, like, oh, I shouldn't do this because I said I was going to eat clean. Well, then that's different because now you've given yourself awareness so you really should kind of follow through with that but if you've automatically just like eaten chocolate and you don't even really remember thinking about it that means it's still a habit and you haven't broken through and the fact that you're even looking at yourself like oh shit when did i eat that means that you are starting to become a bit more aware of yourself you're starting to introduce more presence into your life but it's amazing it's amazing gaining that control back. This episode's nearly as long as the one that I said wasn't supposed to record. There you go. I thought 40 minutes was too long and now we're at 31. I, I wanted to keep every episode of this podcast around 20, so... <sighs> but sure, time doesn't exist. Well, it does, because you can plan things and you can be late for things and you can disappoint people and, you know you age but what I what I really mean I'm not trying to question time necessarily I just mean 
none of it is real until you arrive there and it's it's not until you arrive there that it makes it real <laughs> I just said the same sentence the exact same way in a slightly different way two times the same word but you get my point the point is that attention is everything and sometimes the most attention you can give to something is to let go of all your attention to just like give in to the moment completely let go and let it absorb you break the barriers down stop overthinking put down the fist put down the armor and surrender to the to the present moment it, it, it gives you so much clarity and you feel clean you don't even feel like a person you just feel like air you just feel like consciousness it's beautiful so uh, recommendations are to meditate read the book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle I might reread it because it's been a few years or I might read the sequel apparently he wrote a second book that's meant to be very good I might give that a shot and just try and catch your behaviours catch your personality and habits and really figure out if that's who you want to be and don't beat yourself up about it laugh it off and realise that the fact that you even realise what you're doing is a step further than most people that's a great step. That's a step in the right direction. The first step is noticing. The second step is catching yourself before you do it or while you're doing it. And the last step is actually deciding you're not going to do it at all and actually doing something that you want to do. You know, being completely aware of your thoughts and actions. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't, like, you have to think about everything. You know, I'm not saying that either. If anything, you, you end up in this flow state. And the flow state is where you're not even thinking at all. You're just, you're just in the moment. You're just talking with someone and you just, everything's aligned. You just feel like you're in the zone and you're, it's a better word, jamming. You're jamming. You're just jamming. Just feeling the moment and jamming. Well, that went full circle. So I'm happy with that. I might do an episode on flow state. I might also, if you're into it, with the whole breathing thing, I might do an episode about hypnosis, hypnotherapy, and meditation. I've done a few courses in the past. I've an interest in psychology and how the mind works. Uh, and I used to have trouble sleeping at night, so I do a lot of self-hypnosis, and I've hypnotized friends and family before with some good results, it would seem. So if you're interested, let me know. I might do an episode on that. I might do the whole episode as like a, a kind of a, a guided hypnosis meditation for just a general self-improvement. Yeah, something to think about. Anyway, look after yourself. Uh, take care. Enjoy the moments, all the moments. Embrace them, good or bad. They're all just moments, perfect little moments in the present nothing really exists outside of it anyway so you may as well absorb it and enjoy it and give it your full attention thank you for listening